0: Yes, my friends, and welcome to the John Mahon Show, powered as always by Forever Loud. Welcome back to the only rock show music show on the
1: internet that is live. Hosted by me and you. That is live. It wasn't the only one that's live, I imagine. But it is the only one that's live that's hosted by me and you. It's the only one that's live that's hosted by me and you, because unless you believe in the multiverse. I 100% do. Then it probably isn't the only one that's hosted by me and you.
0: And it well hello, multiple (laughs) versions of us. Hope you are having as much fun as we are running this. Maybe
1: in an alternate universe it's the Ollie
0: Route show. And you're the producer guy. And I'm I am i am Forever Loud. You're you're the Ollie Root show.
1: Maybe in another universe we're both dogs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just bitching about things left, right, and centre.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Stick of all these high pitched whistles. Yeah. Um, Sort give me dogs moan about. I imagine. <laughs> give me more walks. Yeah. Anyway, multiverse aside, this is the only one that matters right now.
0: Hell yeah. The Welcome. Only one in this universe <laughs> that we're aware of. That we're aware of. How the fuck are you doing, bro? Are you good? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good. Good weekend. All good. Yeah. Very much enjoyed watching Glastonbury stuff over the weekend.
1: I didn't actually watch any of the footage, but I. Watched people's reactions. (laughs) I saw. (laughs) You live vicariously through Twitter. I saw people's reactions online, which made me curious. Mm. But yeah, seems a very overall very positive weekend of music. Glastow went well for people. Glastow went well. Outbreak Festival in Manchester. Yeah. Very well.
0: Lots lots of windmilling.
1: I saw some clips. The thing is, right? I didn't go. I, I could have gone. But.
0: But. It was
1: the, f- this, the footage. I'm not a very good crowd person. <laughs> and like, it's very intimate. It's not, in- it's no like, barrier. It's a big venue and there's a lot of just rowdiness going on. Yeah. And I like to stand <laughs> with a, at least 10 feet around me. <laughs> Give me my
0: personal space.
1: Yeah. So I, but it looks sick. A lot of good bands played. Yeah. A lot of uh, two stepping.
0: Sleep, sleep Token played, didn't they? No. Did they not?
1: No. They did no play Outbreak Festival in Manchester, no.
0: Are you sure?
1: I am sure. It's a weird booking. They wouldn't book... I don't think they'd book Sleep Token for Outbreak. I could have sworn... Denzel Curry headlined.
0: Oh. Uh, I could have sworn I saw and, uh, video footage of Sleep Token there.
1: I think they were in Germany with full force this weekend. Yeah. Also, the the fucking European festivals this year. I've seen, bro. Like, I want to go to some of them next year. Like yeah, with full force. Copenhagen looks amazing. Yep. Hellfest. Hellfest, I really, really want to do. Hellfest also, they've next been. Year. There seems to be a, a lot of um, collabing,
0: like, like live collabing,
1: like especially with architects. Yeah, Park um, Winston came on to do impermanence with, yep. with architects. Sam went on with a spirit box to do uh, Yellow Jacket.
0: Did he do that again? And he's then, done that a couple of times, hasn't yeah, he?
1: Yeah. Well, he did it the first time this year when they were in Europe somewhere, and he did it again. And then last night or the night before, Sam Carter went on stage with Papa Roach what? to sing Between Angels and Insects.
0: What? Oh, my we're trying God. To get,
1: I, I posted up my story. I'll try and get the footage up.
0: Oh, that's insane. Well, my friends, yeah, we're gonna try and go to a couple of those next year because, like, I really I want, just, yeah, I really like, want to explore the European festival scene a little bit more. And like,
1: the, they fucking like kit kick, kick them out. Have you seen like how like Hellfest looks? Yeah,
0: like the they go, like the, the forty foot bronze Lemmy statue. Yeah, and smokes.
1: loads of like sort of post apocalyptic style buildings and stuff. Like they they actually have like they leave it there, don't they? they? Yeah, like,
0: yeah, It's like a thing that you can go and visit when the yeah. festival's not on around the year. Sick. Yeah.
1: What else? What else has been going on?
0: Getting stuff ready for today's show, because it's a big one today. It's a real big show today. It's
1: not empty, this one.
0: No. No absence. No no absence is needed. And you don't need to sit there on hold either, my friends, because joining us at half past eight this evening, we have got Lucas from Holding Absence on the show to talk all about the band's brand new album, The Noble Art of Self-Destruction, out 25th of August. But they put out a new song on Friday.
1: Honeymoon. Yeah. Which not only my nickname for you, it's the name of Holden Absinthe's new song.
0: Oh, that was cute. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Too nice. Uh, Is is everything okay? You are in a very nice mood today. You you usually like got something. I don't know what was
1: wrong with me. It's a Monday. (laughs) Usually I'm fucking miserable on a Monday.
0: Traffic is shit.
1: getting here as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But nothing can stop the positive vibes of Oliver today.
1: Yeah, we'll see how that goes as the show goes on.
0: <laughs> we might wear him down yet, my friends. But yeah, Holding Absence put out a brand new song on Friday. It's called Honeymoon. And have you heard it yet? I have, yes. You have? It is beautiful. I've read the press release for it. I decided to try and hold fire and actually listening to it because I thought it'd be nice for us to do well, a reaction. Aaron in the chat
1: says, Honeymoon is genuinely one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard. Instant top three. Damn. I would, it's, do you know what, it's more, than, I think it's my favourite um, vocal performance that Lucas has done. Interesting. Why is that? I think he's just, he goes from like beautifully soft to like, then he does his whole like big, like big powerful, powerful. belt But he goes like, yeah, his switch between chest voice and falsetto is beautiful <laughs> uh,
0: let's go well my friends we'll react to the brand new holding Absence" single honeymoon very very shortly lucas will be joining us at 8 30 p.m this evening which will be an hour two of today's show we've got a lot of ground to cover before then though so coming up on today's show we're going to be talking about falling in reverse dropping a surprise cover out of nowhere literally just before we came on the air today Falling in Reverse went. Do you know what is is a reimagined version of Last Resort? Yeah, yeah. So we'll get into that. Do you want to check it out now? We'll do Holding Absence first. Do holding absence. We'll, we'll do Holding Absence first. But yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about Glastonbury a little bit later as well, because there's a couple of things that we need to cover on that. And then we'll get into what we're going to be doing on Thursday's show. And the main have released some songs as well. So we'll get into that a little bit later on. But yeah, as we said, on today's show, we're going to be joined by Holding Absence's lead singer, Lucas, at 8 30 p.m. to talk all about the band's brand new record, The Noble Art of Self Destruction. And on that album, you will find their brand new single. Honeymoon, and this is my first time hearing this. And after that glowing review from ollie I'm real excited. Yeah. Well, let's
1: get into it. Hell it's yeah! body Absence Honeymoon on the John Mahon Show, bruv.
0: That is fucking huge. I love that guitar outro as well. I love that guitar tone where like they've kept it so natural in the recording, where you can hear like the fingers scraping like up and down the guitar strings.
1: Yeah, well, it's quite hard to get rid of that if it's a fresh string on a, on a nice acoustic. Just Why would you want to get rid of it? the bit transition being...
0: Well, the notes, the comment, the comments in the in the chat are very, very glowing. Aaron Sickle says, "I'm not over-hyping it for you," and you weren't indeed, Aaron. I can totally see why you've dropped that straight into your top three favorite Holding Absence songs. And Maxi says, "Crying, yeah." Imagine when this one gets played live, there are going to be a lot of tears kicking around venues up and down, not not just yeah. this country, but the world, because Holding Absence are touring fucking everywhere.
1: Yeah, big big leagues now yeah big leagues boy
0: yeah not just straight in at the deep end little Welsh band anymore global global superstars. entity that is holding absence yeah yeah well, my friends, we'll be joined by Lucas, the lead singer of Holding Absence at 8.30 p.m. on this show. And if you are a fan of Holding Absence, if you're watching right now, this is a live show. The reason why we do these interviews live is so that you have an opportunity to interact with the bands that you love. So make sure you're here at 8.30 p.m. Uh, if you've got any questions for Lucas, ping us to them in the comments. Like, We'll do our best to ask as many of them as possible. If you've just got Hell something yeah. nice to say to Lucas, like, we'll pass that on as well ask him his skincare care routine I did that to Andy from Blackville Bride's once I was oh, like, yeah, he's, I was like dude I was like you got to share the secrets onto what he's, is keeping your face so he's fresh He's like
1: an unreal person I remember interviewing him once and uh, you know when you like uh, get focus on someone's face you sort of, you zoom right in so you, you zoom right in on someone's yeah. face to to get the focus the finite workout. detail And as I zoomed in like super close like proper like up to his skin just in, in, like nothing. Nothing. It's perfection. No, like. Sickening. No little paws or anything. Just perfect skin.
0: I'd love to get Andy on this show, to be fair. He's a very interesting That dude speaks in sound bites. Though. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I've heard a lot of Americans, a lot of American bands. Though, that, that
0: guy speaks in sound bites.
1: Honestly, you can just let him go and he'll just be like, just comes up with quotes just all day long. Dude, that's exactly
0: why we need him. Exactly. America, I think
1: Americans are so a lot better than, than British people. I think we tend, we tend to waffle or just yeah. You've got to crop us to find,
0: find the sound bites. Yeah, you're all right. You're you're used to it. Ish. I mean, dude, like one thing that I've noticed since doing this show is I didn't realize how much I said the word like. Oh, I say like like a lot.
1: Yeah, like, bro. Like, like,
0: like editing like, editing myself. I was like, do I say like that much in everyday conversation? I use it as like a crutch. Yeah. Like. I try, and, I try and use I'm like instead of
1: saying um. I hate saying um. Figure out like what I'm going to like say next. So,
0: <laughs> so I like stall so with the word I'm like. Like, like. <laughs> Shout out to Maxi back in the chat as well saying, yo, I'm already crying almost every time I hear I'm not ready for Honeymoon Live. When is the next Holding Out? Also, I apologize show? that the
1: first half of that song might have been a bit quiet in the stream.
0: I realized the on-air button wasn't on. Oh, was it not? Nah. Uh, so it probably wasn't playing at all. <laughs> it's all good but i want to shout out cookie as well saying blue ridge rock fest on the sundays when holding absence playing have you seen this lineup dude yeah should we get it up yeah bro this festival is fucking it's basically crazy. like uh just name a band and they're probably playing They're probably playing so yeah cookie and myself are gonna fly out to this one are you yeah man. where is it west virginia like proper in the mountains it Takes me home yeah and yeah Holding absence of playing this yeah on the Sunday. Also got a couple of other big Oh I imagine big if you're going bands. with uh cookie the Parkway Driver playing because Yeah. And it's it like I think there's something special next to Parkway Drives. I did look
1: at the lineup the other day, actually. On the same day as Parkway, it's like I prevail, I think.
0: I think so, yeah. Honestly, kind of like a a big Electric callboy there as well. I just want the poster
1: poster. Don't give me the fucking
0: Give me the poster but yeah my friends just in case you're joining us right now lucas from holding absence will be on the show at 8 30 p.m this evening and if you've got any questions get them prepared drop them in the chat we we're also doing the interview and we'll do our best to ask lucas those conversations but aaron stickle says i have to leave early but i'm definitely watching back later i'm dying to know holding absence thornhill uk takeover in november with the eyes emoji there's a couple of touring questions that i really want to ask lucas this. if i'm being honest with you but th- this festival man just look at how fucking stupid this line all days is. you got your headliners.
1: I never understand why, how they're so big, but five, <laughs> five finger death punch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, how are they still massive? No idea. Your favorite named band, Stained? Oh, bro, <clears throat> right. Stained is not only one of the worst band names of all time, but they seem to be having a resurgence. and I don't understand. I'm on the outside, I'm
1: looking in. I used to love Stained back in the day. Of league. course you fucking did. <laughs> What's happened to me? <laughs> So we got headliners: Five Finger, Slipknot, Shine Down. Who are another m- massive band in America that aren't that
0: big over here. I can't. They're, they're,
1: they're big over here, but they're not headline festival yeah. s- stage
0: over here. I can't tell you how excited I am for Shine Down, man. Like I missed them at Download last year. Still never seen them live, but they're one of my favorite bands. I just that's a
1: pretty fun um last like top three bands on that on the Saturday. Yeah, Bear Tooth, Papa Roach, Shine Down. Yeah,
0: you. Like if it wasn't for Parkway Drive being on as, uh, yeah, as main uh, main support to Megadeth on that next stage, Dan, like probably would have just stayed on that main stage. I think that unless they're going to stagger the stages, so it's like you know like two main stages next to each other, yeah, and they, they just do like a left and a right. There's
1: how many stages? Four. Four. To fair, even like the bottom ones, like yeah. the Spirit Box. <laughs> Very tomorrow. Shout out. Yep. The boys. Yep. North Lane? This is a sick lineup, Bro,
0: it's stupid, isn't it? And even on that Sunday... Landmarks opening up. Sleeping that's with it. Sirens into Pierce the veil vale on the Sunday. Yeah. Also. Have you seen how small... Sleep token Polyphia. What oh, a fucking...
1: That's a bit of me, that.
0: Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit of me. Job for a
1: cowboy and Lorna Shore. Fucking hell.
0: Yep. Back. Oh, Cookie says they're purposely avoiding clashes as well. Like, if that's the case, I'm excited to see just how many bands we can watch at this. Cause like, as you said, man, like you, like every single time you look at somewhere different in the lineup, you're like, cool. There's like four bands in that section. I'd want to go and see. Yeah. And have you seen down at the bottom as well? Scroll all the way down to the bottom, right? This is my favorite shit. Flo Rida, <laughs> Vanilla Ice,
1: Flowrider. Blue Chain, Dude, Soldier just, Boy, Soldier Boy, Three Six fucking market, insane clown <laughs> And, get this, the pre-party Scott Stapp from from Creed.
0: <laughs> oh, bro. Are you telling me that there's a chance I could hear? My sacrifice.
1: Can you take me higher? Yeah.
0: Bro, even like, like underneath... He was spi- in prison or something. <laughs> is he? I don't know. He had a bit of a... Yeah, something happened. Something happened. Even underneath Spirit Box, man. Our last night. Band that I haven't mm. fucking, like, that, ever had a chance that to that see. That whole stage is...
1: Fucking stacked. It's like stupid. even that, the Friday, I guess. Electric Cowboy, Tech Nine, Sleep Token, Polyphia.
0: Yep. And like fucking, Insane. there's a surprise act on between a Trey and Vilvallo on the Thursday. Like, it's ridiculous. It's it's one of the stupidest. It's fest- just a band called Question Mark. Question Mark. Question mark, question mark, question mark. <laughs> but also, have you seen who's playing on the, on the Friday as main support on the main stage?
2: Mother.
1: Main support on the main, what? Oh, oh, Danzig. (laughs) Sorry, I was looking at the Thursday.
0: (laughs) Bit of Glenn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But anyway. Oh, yeah, Bleed From Within playing. Bleed From Within as well. What a fucking band. not
0: loose into motionless in white. I love Bleed From Within. Like, you're definitely going to get Brian coming out for Slaughterhouse on that one. Yeah. But I think Blackstone Cherry have been added to the bill as well. Like, someone's dropped out and Blackstone Cherry have jumped in. Stupid. Wouldn't, be surprised. Wouldn't stupid, be surprised. Stupid, stupid lineup. So, yeah, my friends, going to hit that. I think it's September. I, I want to go. September, October. Can I go?
1: <laughs> Can I come?
0: Still not too late. Stacked bill. Stacked, stacked bill. But, my friends, that's not the only bill that has been stacked in 2023's festival season because Glastonbury oh, happened yeah. over the weekend. How was that for a fucking segue? That was pretty good. Thank you. Pretty good. Thank you. And there's a couple of highlights on Glastonbury that I want to talk about. Obviously, we mentioned it on the last show. I say we, you were the one who bought it up. The cryptic clues that the foos had left. The foos clues. Foos clues. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I think it wasn't, I didn't figure out. The Insta figured it out. Yeah. Basically, Dave Grohl posted a thing a few years, a few years ago. Few weeks ago, and it had the words "churning up," which is quite an unusual thing to say. Yeah. And then people were like, "Wait a minute, there's a band playing f- uh, on the first on Glastonbury lineup called the Churn Ups that no one's ever heard of." So they're like, "How hmm, does huh. that
0: connect some dots together?"
1: Fighters. and
0: lo and behold, the Churn Ups turned up. You can't keep Dave away from a good. Pie. And because they only played for an hour, which we're going to give you a little sample of right now with All My Life, I have got a feeling that they'll be next year's headliners. Do you Yeah. I think this will be a deal that Dave has done with...
1: What else are you going to play, though? I guess I forgot.
0: Oh, dude, they do three-hour sets in yeah. their sleep. Like, their, their whole deal with Reading and Leans Festival, the last time they headlined, was we want three hours both nights. It's a lot of foos. It's a lot of foos. <clears throat> yeah. I hope you're hungry because there's plenty of foos on the table. Tell you what, I could, uh, that's, that would take up all my life. Oh, about. Yeah, there he is. So if you're watching us right now on this stream, did you check out Set at Glastonbury? If you did, what did you think? If you didn't, no, what, what, no, let's like get a sample. One of the hardest
1: <laughs> things to do.
0: Is it play the riff? Of play
1: the riff and sing it. Da-da, 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 da-da.
0: Yeah. Oh
1: my life, I've been searching for something, never can't. See, it's just, especially on one hand. Da-da, 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 da-da.
0: Even like, so the, I try and mix this song when I'm DJing, and like, I've got a nice little mix where I come out the back of the second chorus and loop the da 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 da. But then I bring in Tears Don't Fall yeah. by bullet For My Valentine over the top, and I always, every single time, get my first attempt at syncing well, them up. Because it's
1: triplets over 4 4 beats, so you basically end up overlapping yourself. So you're not the what the uh, first stroke doesn't land on the first beat every time. Welcome to music theory. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's it's hard. But he's singing in a four four beat, but you're not doing a rhythm in four four. You yeah, know, but doesn't
0: it doesn't it sync up after X amount of bars? Probably, but you just have to focus on... (laughs) The
1: thing
0: is, is the only thing that I wish is it would have been a little bit more of a secret. Just a little bit more. Well, I think it was that whole thing. He ruined it. because people figured out that was like two weeks ago yeah I mean like yeah Dave probably didn't help himself but I remember seeing on the day on Twitter like someone had papped a photo of him stood backstage and he was stood next to some massive disco balls that were evidently the possession of Arctic Monkeys so at that point the secret was blatantly out and like if pro wrestling can keep secrets
1: you always have to bring it back to wrestling I do
0: because like there's (laughs) very few things that wrestling tends to do right like most of the time like everything falls apart quite catastrophically in front of your eyes but for some reason wrestling always manages to keep some of the big surprises an actual legitimate surprise like there'll be rumors and whisperings but like the actual photographic evidence of person being in location will Uh, have been kept a secret
1: difference is i guess that's like televised nationally Mm. so it's like if you watch the show you're gonna you're going to see the the surprise. Whereas if it's a surprise uh, live event, there'll be a lot of people that have no idea. True. Yeah, very true. Very, very true. You've got to leak it at some
0: point. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Foo Fighters are played, but literally no one knows. Oh yeah, but
0: it's Glastonbury on the main stage. It's not as though there's going to be like 50 people and a dog there.
1: Apparently Aaron says, uh, he read that 25 years ago, Foo's played Glastonbury for the first time on that same stage at the same slot.
0: No way. So that's a good little, uh, that's wholesome as
1: fuck. Yeah, that's so
0: cute. Let's go, Dave Grohl remembering the big dates, and then another band that (coughs) rocked the stage. Oh my god, they fucking crushed it. I've
1: only I've only seen images of this from someone who was like side of the stage that were filming,
0: but I think they were filming this song.
1: So check it out.
0: So, in case you weren't aware, my friends. Nova Twins are one of the best fucking bands going. They've just been like everywhere for the past couple of years. Yeah. Doing everything with everyone. Bring Me. Yeah. collabing with Bring Me. Collabing with Bring Me. Just doing big tours
1: here and in America. Every single festival they can get their hands on they've played. They've just been booked for Muse's arena run. Yep. Next year, I think. Massive. Or this year, I don't know.
0: And I put it in a tweet whilst watching... Nova twins at Glastonbury, but Amy and Georgia deserve it, man. They've worked so, so hard for this. Maxy saying they were at full force in Germany. Oh, sick. And Aaron saying, absolutely icons. I swear like Nova, Nova Twins, Twins best band I've seen
1: every festival that I've
0: been to in the last yeah. few years. That's what I mean. They've just worked and worked and worked. Like, it's not easy, like, having a, a touring card that busy and having to go to that many different places and the travel and, like, the sleep schedule getting, getting messed with. But the fact, like, every single time, that's the energy that Nova Twins yeah.
1: bring. I, I guess, and they, they got nominated for... A Brit, not they? Best rock yeah. album, arguably the only rock album on that list. Because yeah, <laughs> well, well, 1975 won, but I wouldn't count them as a rock band, even though I, l- I even like as, as much
0: as Matty wants them to be a rock band. But like that album wasn't really a rock album. But well, the last, I think, just the Brits. Record. The Brits
1: just don't know what a rock is. It's the same with them. The, well, the Mercury um, ones as well. I saw like a someone was posting about how ridiculous it is the bands that got nominated for best rock because Tom Grennan was
0: nominated and he posted it in the comments being like, I don't know why I was in this category either. Yeah. (laughs) It's like like, I feel like sometimes they use the rock category to give artists outside the rock genres more of a chance of picking up an award yeah so it's like say for example someone oh, like you've got guitars it someone like rock yeah man. exactly someone yeah. like tom grennan who yeah as you said has guitars in his music sick artist as well i saw tom grennan at reading festival a couple of years ago but like i would put him in the same categories like your rag and bone mans yeah. and people like that of like pop but with guitars so it's like because as you said they've got the guitars and then they're like i'll chuck him in the rock yeah. category they'll probably clean it
1: fuck the brits Heavy music awards all the way. Hell yeah,
0: Heavy. baby. Heavy music awards, as the band who are going to be joining us later on in today's show have performed at. They have. At Kona... 2021, I think it was. Uh the Forum, wasn't it? The Forum. Yeah. Same year as Sleep Token, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. I don't remember that much that night. Do you not? And
1: a few a few little beers. I tore my Achilles that night. I, I remember <laughs> Well, I do remember watching Sleep Token, but I was like on the way to just being blackout drunk.
0: <laughs> Pound town. But
1: I remember just standing at, the, Destination at the, Ollie. standing at the top, like the front of the balcony, just like shouting, singing along. I'm
0: still full of the love yeah. you want.
1: Still full of the drugs you want.
0: <laughs> Speaking of drugs, that is the name of a Falling in Reverse song featuring Corey Taylor. And Falling in Reverse have today dropped a surprise cover. Out of nowhere. What well, are like, your uh,
1: opinions on old Ronnie and co?
0: I am a fan. I think
1: there's a lot of people that hate the guy. He's a very polarizing character. And sometimes I disagree with a lot of the things he does. But then I'm like, that last single they released, the rap one, I was like. Watch the
0: world burn. That's, right. That's sick. It fucks, man. <laughs> I was like. Uh, oh, as much Drug, as, uh... Drugs has been for the longest time my favorite falling in reverse on. But when Watch the World Burn came out, I was like, I don't think there's even a question as to whether this is going to be my new favorite song or not it was like straight in like the way in which ronnie transitions from like the speed rap to the singing to the screaming in that song it had like
1: that bit when he goes from the super fast rapping into like a bit which sounds like queen yeah (laughs) into like mel i was just like "This, this is insane but i love it Yeah. Uh, That's the thing I was like. The pain and sorrow fast and for And this whole song is about how it's basically a fuck you to all his haters online. And to uh, the
0: music industry as well. And like Ronald basically went motherfuckers I got receipts.
1: Yeah. But now these they've gone the opposite way and doing a reimagining of Last Resort which I did play a tiny little bit of earlier then I was like wait I'll, I'll save it. Did you? Save it for the show. Oh you got trigger happy. But it's um yeah, very. from what I heard, it's piano-led so far. Oh, is it? Yeah. Should we check it out?
0: If, if this is reimagined in the same way that they did um, I'm Not a Vampire and the Drug and Me Is You, Yeah. I am fucking excited. Let's spin that like, shit. Yeah,
1: Papa Roach classic. Last Resort. I've just realized that I've got the lyrics wrong for this song. Really? I Some of the words he said, I'm like, I thought it was something else.
0: Was that one bit then? Yeah. What did you think it was?
1: Oh, well, there was a bit before. I've always thought it's chances are dynamite. But he says... Chances, chances are, are that, that I'm I, right. That I might.
0: Is it that I might or that I'm right? That I might. That I might. That's what it, Ronnie said.
1: So I've been wrong this whole time. You've been doing dynamite <laughs> For the whole 20 time. 20 years. <laughs> and there was another bit just then. I can't remember. But I was like, shit, I've just... I guess I just because he he raps it so fast, yeah. I, it's just in in my head. It's just something else.
0: <laughs> Holy shit! My friends, are you having a moment like that where you're relearning some uh, Papa Roach lyrics? I believe.
1: So at the end of the last video, he destroyed the world, and it was in that city. I'm pretty sure. Oh. And it, at the end of the last video, the shot was the world burning, and now it's he's repaired it. Basically, the reverse of that shot. So ah. I think that's this is like a continuation
0: from that. That's fucking
1: sick.
0: I mean, like, again, credit where credit is due.
1: Yeah, don't like the guy, but that was great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, when I when I say credit where credit is due, like they have they are spending money on Honestly, their yeah. on, on their production.
1: Like, you, I, I, the last video I saw, someone did a breakdown of it, and it was like a it was like a filmmaker breaking it down. So and he was like, this could this is like movie quality. What, CGI? Yeah, cgi was Holy shit. I know that was pretty decent. Just the amount of rendering. Imagine
0: yeah. doing all those buildings. How many, artists up, you, how many artists do you reckon you'd need to draw something like that? Because it's not a one-man job. Let's have a look in the credits, shall we? Oh, my List. days! Let's get this on. My friends, if you want an insight into how producing something like this actually goes, so cinematography, Justin Jones, production design, Eric, co-producer, Jessica, and then you've got one art director. There's a stunt coordinator in there as well.
1: But then it's like the visual effects will be a whole team. Yeah, like tilt, tilt effects
0: and Alex. So that'll be like a
1: whole team of people doing all that. Yeah,
0: you're. Yeah, you're looking at at least like what five people? Well, when six you look people? At,
1: have you ever looked at like? Especially, I guess, when you, like, watch Marvel movies, you yeah, stay to the end yeah. of the credits. You see how many people are involved in a Marvel film. It's
0: yeah. insane. Oh, it's, it's literally like an essay of human beings. Yeah. But Dr. Scott saying, "In admire the creativity. It's just not for me. Totally fine. I liked... I mean, it was, definitely wasn't what I was expecting. No.
1: And and I'm, I'm a sucker for a orchestral...
0: Yeah, same. I Anything like... with strings in. Yeah. Like, if it's done well, like, sign me up. I thought there might have been, like, a a heavy sort of breakdown. He kind of dropped towards yeah. them, but I'm kind of glad that they kept it out of there and they kept it in fitting with the drug and me as you and the I'm not a vampire reimagine ones where it was quite literally like falling in reverse opera. And I mean, like if he's ever allowed back in the UK again, he's building a pretty strong case to rent out the Royal Albert Hall and do something in there.
1: Ronnie Radke in the Royal Albert Hall. Imagine. Yeah. That's, um, that's not a sentence I thought I'd ever say. <laughs>
0: Well, Machine Gun Kelly did it. Yeah, imagine what that backstage area was like that night. <laughs> Apparently,
1: uh, backstage stinks in the Royal Albert Hall. Does I've, it? I've heard. <laughs> Who told you that? I think it was on um, "It's Always Sunny" podcast because they did their uh, they did one of the live shows at the Royal Albert Hall. Oh, and the Royal Albert <laughs> Hall's got a smell to it. A smell to it. <laughs> but it's, they are American, so it could just be. It's just like a British... Stench in it, yeah. The London, the London stench, the the London pong. Yeah, glad I don't live. Well, I'm not. I'm not. I, I used to live in London. Lived in yeah. London for ten years. I do like it, but I sort of, I'm glad I left. Yeah, I wouldn't live. I there I miss again. the people. Would you live there again? If I had a lot of money, probably in and lived in would a nice you? area.
0: I don't think I would, man.
1: I, I I like. I used to live in Moswell Hill. I really like it around
0: there. Yeah, I do I, I live not too far away from Moswell Hill, Barnes Green, just down the road. Yeah. Yeah, Alley Pally. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think I'd ever move back there. I enjoy going to London for like little stints, like 24, 48 hour stints. But like the actual thought of it, for me, it's the actual thought of having to navigate London also, again. Also,
1: I think like post pandemic, I just noticed the change in prices, mainly yeah. of beer. <laughs>
0: but it was that just that happened like, in Birmingham as well though dude yeah. Birmingham all of, a, all of a sudden went from like a, a four to five pound max pint at your expensive places to like average yeah. on like seven eight nine
1: seven eight what
0: yeah there's some places in Birmingham nah. yeah yeah oh, dude yeah I've n- I've
1: not been any place in Birmingham has been a seven pound beer have you not other than like arenas well, that's like all over the place yeah like O2's just have ridiculous price yeah beer but yeah, no, it is over five pounds now. Yeah. But I noticed when I, when I went to the pub in London, I was like, Yeah, that'll be six pound fifty for an Amstel. I'm like, fuck
2: <laughs> Fuck <laughs> you know, uh, Take me out
1: for dinner before you fucking <laughs> Bar lady. Bartender. Barkeep. Barkeep.
0: Well, my friends, we are almost at the end of the first hour of today's show. Joining us in I just our waffle food. shit sometimes, don't I? We all do, bro. I'm
1: like, why why is anyone <laughs>
0: like this my favorite shit about doing this show with you is the tangents that we end up inevitably exploring. It's like some some of them are just so unpredictably wild, like the clutch one. Yeah. Yeah. I still need to clip. I still need to I still need to clip that. It was just really awkward to clip, but that was one of my favourite tangents we've ever gone on. You didn't see it I, John I I
1: said I wouldn't peg you For a clutch fan And then that just Led off into and then, A whole bit About pegging Yeah Yeah Because John wants To be pegged
0: by <laughs> um thanks for putting that into the universe bro manifestation is the way right so joining us in our tour today's show at half past eight we've got lucas from holding absence we'll be talking all about their brand new single honeymoon which came out on friday as well as the noble art of self-destruction the album in which that song is going to be coming from on august 25th i've just realized what have you just makes me an idiot (laughs)
1: because the words are separated it never clicked in my head that it's honey, honeymoon. Yeah. and like, you go on a honeymoon. Did, did, did it not? I, I was just reading like honey, moon. Uh, honey is in what bees? Honey, moon. And then yeah, now, now when you said honeymoon, I was like, oh yeah, it's like, yeah, this
0: is an idiot. <laughs> they just separated the two words. Yeah. So my holding absence friends... If you are watching right now, Lucas will be on in around about 40 minutes. We need questions from you. If you've got any compliments for Lucas, if you've got any thoughts and feelings about the songs they've released off the new record so far. We are going to take the quickest of quick breaks right now, but we will be back in, what, about seven minutes. And we've got a lot to cover before Lucas comes on. We'll talk about The Main, dropping some new songs. And, oh, there's one thing I forgot to talk about about Glastonbury. We'll do that in the second hour as well. And then we'll also talk about what we're going to be doing on Thursday's show. Cool. Hell yeah. Right. Here's an interview that we did at uh Download Festival special with yeah. Mimi Barks. And if you haven't seen our Download Festival special you're just joining us, then after the show finishes, feel free to go and watch it. It's up on YouTube. All free, baby. Hell yeah. It's giving
1: you content out of our asses, aren't it? Yep. For now. <laughs> All
0: right. See you in a bit. Welcome back to hour two of the John Mohan show, my friends. Powered as always by
1: Forever Loud. It is indeed. Get your merch from Forever-Loud.
0: Yeah, go on then. Get the badge in. Look at that. Yeah, my friends. If you want some swag. <laughs> it's got a back print. Oh, it's though. got a back print as well. Look at that. Look at that. Back rolls. Hell yeah. Look at you limbering up, getting some stretches in. It's about time that we warmed up because in about 30 minutes time, Lucas from Holding Absence will be joining us live on on this show not just to talk about the band's brand new single honeymoon which came out on friday but the brand new record the noble art of self-destruction which is dropping on august 25th so if you are a holding absence fan watching right now make sure you got some questions ready or some compliments for lucas and we'll pass those on during the interview he's a very nice man isn't he
1: lovely human being just give him some compliments
0: yeah
2: Telling, tell us, tell a man, Beautiful
1: oranges. boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's all, that's
1: all we'll things. Just make are, it really creepy.
0: Yeah, ready to say in the introduction. Yeah. I like your, I like your hair.
1: <laughs> like your little eyes, little blue eyes. Nice cute little ears. Stuff like that.
0: <laughs> in that really tender tone as well. Well, my friends, before I forget, one thing that I did want to talk about in relation to Glastonbury Festival, which we're covering in the first hour of today's show. Or if you're American, Glastonbury. Glastonbury. Hey, I'm walking (laughs) here. But one thing that I wanted to touch on that we didn't in our one was a set from Fred again. I've been Fred again's biggest advocate. Again. Again and again and again. Ever since I discovered the song Turn on the Lights, which went sort of viral on TikTok before its actual release. And then Fred started working with Fortet and Skrillex, forming the Pengborn Mafia, I think they're called. Your uh, knowledge
1: is probably better than mine on this front. Yeah. I only really got into Fred again recently.
0: Are you into Fred again?
1: <laughs> again. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was on TikTok. Yeah, I saw like a little clip. I think mean, it was from his um Tiny Desk performance. And it was I was like, this is really good. Sick. He's like, "Cause he I guess he like he was doing like live looping and he but he live looped him playing like a I guess it's like a balafon sort of um what are they called? the touch pads no like a glockenspiel no, it's not a glockenspiel but xylophone a xylophone one of those one of those like things that you hit but he had a mic on it and he was like live sampling that so he played a, a thing to that
2: that's sick was, like, that's amazing would
1: well, he like and then he plays piano along with it dig at and he triggers triggers like the samples live so he'll just like hit it, hit the pad and it'll like play like a vocal sample
0: with, with the video file on the screen as well, which my friends, if you've not seen it's, it's one of my favorite bits of production. It's so genius having this link to what is directly him playing you a sound with his fingers to a video file that is then screening on the LEDs on stage. It is so damn clever. And in fact, actually I like, I don't know. Can we pull up BBC iPlayer on this stream? We'll find out. Have we ever done that before? Um, It depends if we need to log in there. You shouldn't need to, but if we can, we'll try and pull up the end of Fred again set because for me, this was one of the best set ends I've ever seen from not just like a a Glastonbury performance, but just like a festival performance in general. Like the, the way in which... He left everyone in the audience wanting more. That, for me, is... I don't think they've got the... Glasgow uh, Dance Party. Hit that tab. Glasgow. Glasgow, Fred again. There he is. There's the boy. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll see if we can pull this up for you, my friends. So, my friends, the reason why I wanted to talk about this was at the start of Fred again. set. I think they opened with a song and then... Off the back of that song, Fred goes, There's someone really important that I need to introduce you to. This is Tony. And Tony was Fred again's right hand man on stage with him during this performance. And he said, We love Tony. Everyone make some noise for Tony. People gave Tony, the, Tony on, his flowers. Hell yeah. Like a proper like, let's go, Tony. Had a baby. And Tony, if you weren't aware, was mode step. Like, mode step back in the day was pretty much all done by Tony. He's got a new project now, I think, called Terror, but he's also been working with Fred again, and it is so fucking awesome to see someone who was a real big name from the alternative side of dance music. Like, you'd put Mode Step in the same bracket as your Skrillexes, like, back a day in terms of those dubstep pioneers, and to see him getting his flowers on the main stage of Glastonbury with Fred again was just the best the absolute fucking best Go on tone tone step <laughs> tone step
1: <laughs> this these this is sort of bit of like out of my wheelhouse is that yeah is that the saying but i appreciate the uh i think fred again is one of his artists that's like it's just super talented he's not just your average dj no
0: no he understands sounds yeah And a lot of his USP is the fact that his songs are built with samples from his friends. So that song pull me out of this Delilah, I do believe is his friend Delilah, who's got a beautiful singing voice who left him a voice, who left him a voice note. He plays bits of the voice note, but then she also sings her parts in and around the song. Yeah.
1: I think I saw a clip and it was like, well, she, she'd released that song on her own. It sounds completely different. Well, it's like a, more of like a ballad. Yeah. And then he messaged, he DM'd her being like, mate, I've made this with your song. <laughs> Can, I? <laughs> Can I? Yeah. And she was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's amazing.
0: But the song that they end the set on is a song called Billy. Brackets, something I can't remember what's in the brackets is basically the hook. And what what this song is this song is built around such a simple vocal melody. But look at how they integrate this vocal melody with the audience. Fuck yeah, yeah Fred again. Very nice. And shout out to Tony as well, because it is so fucking awesome. Go on, so hell yeah. So awesome to see someone who has been as dedicated to the music industry as Tony getting his flowers like that. You got flowers as well. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably did. I Probably, so. yeah. I'll give him a nice bouquet for that effort. But, my friends, before Lucas joins us in about 22 minutes time live on the show, we got one last bit of news that we have meant to cover for quite a while. We just haven't had the time to get into it. And that is actually to do with one of my favorite bands of all time, a band that I did really try hard to get time with at Slamdunk. Unfortunately, we couldn't make it work, but we have had it on good authority that the main are going to be at some point in time coming on this show. And I'm I'm stoked, man. Like, cause they are, without a shadow of a doubt, one of my favorite bands ever. It's a band that I just can't for the life of me understand why they aren't bigger. Like for me, this band should be on every single rock radio station around the world. And they have got so many tunes that should have way more of a household name to them than they actually do.
1: Yeah. And they've got a new album Which is This blew my mind actually It is their I believe it's their Ninth studio. Their ninth album Yeah I think
0: so What It's on here somewhere (laughs) Uh, Yeah yeah. The band have announced Their highly anticipated Ninth 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 Album full, Full length record They've been going for time and it's self-titled as well. Yeah.
1: Called The Main. And usually... And they've given us a couple, two new songs off the...
0: And I've only heard Blame. I didn't we'll realise there was Blame. a second one Yeah, either. so
1: they've given us Blame, which has a music video, and then you've got a lyric video for How to Exit a Room. Do you want to watch one of those?
0: Hell yeah. Let's go for Blame, because single's going to single. We'll go Blame.
1: <laughs> I just feel like The Main been around for so long. I feel like along the way, I feel like people just haven't known how to market them rightly. Rightly? Market them right. Yeah. And I feel like they've That's been, a point. they've been pushed to the wrong markets where they should have been pushed. I feel like they should have been pushed more like into the pop mainstream world. For sure. A long time ago. And they've just been I feel like they've just been held back a bit.
0: Yeah. And I feel like you know, when you see massive bands like twenty one pilots or like even artists like Billy Eilish doing tours and they usually have like a really obscure kind of support artist where a lot of people are like, huh. Never heard that name before. I feel like the main would have been a band that would have been perfect to have toured with your 21 Pilots and your Billy Eilishes and your yeah. 1975's. And like, fuck, you could even whack this on as a Taylor Swift support and it would go down well. Exactly. It's catchy. I love that bar as well. Disappoint the algorithm. All we wanted was another couple hundred likes. Nice. Like bars as well like john is such a clever lyricist and i'm like bars john does indeed got bars speaking of john's actually you see that there's a john mahon in elton john's band i did see you post that yeah yeah the fuck man like we need to get john mahon on the john mahon show (laughs) he spells it with a h though doesn't he yeah just like my dad did yeah yeah
1: (laughs) john senior is that is your is your birth certificate without the
0: h oh no i'm jonathan
1: Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. guess there's not really any. It's most John, Johns are John. There are
0: some rare breeds of Jonathan, which is J O H N A T H yeah. A N. I guess it's like how I say Ollie. O L L I A, which doesn't make any sense because my name's Oliver. So it should, should be O L I. but Oh, a lie. <laughs> oh, a <will I>? lie. <laughs> anyway. Let us know if you feel as passionately as I do about the fact that this band aren't as big as they deserve to be. Maybe on the 1st of August
1: this year. When their new album, the eight, main eight, oh yeah, oh so oh, a little bit A little fact here. So it comes out on um, it's the way Americans write dates. So forgive, I forgive them. So it comes out on the first of August, which Americans would say eight one twenty three, eight one two we three, one eight twenty three. But <clears throat> apparently, one eight, the significance of the date is a once in a lifetime alignment of numbers that hold a meaning a lot of meaning to the band originally 8123 were the numbers on a parking garage where the band members and childhood friends would hang out growing up fast forward to today and 8123 has been used on in their song lyrics is the title of their own music festival held in their desert 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 hometown biennale (laughs) biennale
0: oh yeah because they're from arizona aren't they yeah
1: oh yeah desert and can be seen inked onto many of their fans
0: Oh, let's go. That explains why Sinking Kitchen says on 8123 with a heart emoji. Yeah. So that holds a special place in. And it's coming out on 8123. Main fans' hearts. That's awesome. It's let's fucking own, go. It's the title of their own record label as well. Well, they may have a record label. That's what it says here. Holy shit. The more you know. Call yourself a fan, John. Yeah. Obviously, don't know as much as I fucking should do. Plastic fan over it. Plastic, Plastic. fan! <laughs>
2: yeah
1: fake
0: fans you're not a main fanny i'm all. just i'm just a side fan yeah <laughs> well my friends we are going to be joined in about 13 minutes time by the lead singer of holding absence lucas is here to talk all about their new album which is out on august 25th healthy month august for some new releases yeah
1: what do you, what is your prediction or oh, considering the mains coming out in August.
0: What's your prediction for album of the year? Album of the year. Right. My album of the year, I put this on Instagram in the day. It's going to come down to three records, which I'm very, very much aware of Sleep Token. Yep. Elenium, who dropped his self titled earlier on this year because I'm a massive Elenium fanboy.
1: But surely you've got a, you've made up your mind between those two
0: already. No, you've not. You'd say that, but I haven't. You haven't. And then Bring Me are going to be dropping Next Gen in September. Yeah. Which terrifies me, because how am I meant to separate those three my absolute only, masterpieces? My only
1: thing is, is Bring Me's next one going to have Strangers and
0: Die For You on it? Because I don't I think it should. I don't think so, personally.
1: Because I'm like, if they're on it, it's like, we've heard half the fucking album, really.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. I think, I think in the same way...
1: Because They came out ages ago as well, yeah.
0: In the same way, wasn't there a couple of singles they dropped in between Post Human and That's the Spirit? No, Post Human and Ammo that weren't I'm trying to rack my brain. Oh, they well, they did release Ludens, but that
1: ended up on post. I did, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe
0: they could do then. They could, do, it could just be a slightly longer record then because Post Human was only what like 10. It's tracks? kind of like
1: almost like an EP, wasn't it? Because it was like Seven. It was like eight tracks, but one of them was like the prelude to Kingslayer, wasn't it? Yeah. So basically like seven.
0: Dear Diary. Obey. Parasite Eve. One by One. Mm, yeah. Luden's, Luden's Kingslayer. Kingslayer. Kingslayer's intro track. It's for the cure. One day the only butterflies left will be in your chest. Well, that's the end, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So eight. Eight tracks. But but one was like a prelude. Yeah. So like seven, so seven, so seven all-
0: tracks. So I mean, this could this could be a slightly longer album from Bring With the Horizon. And I'm just like, bro, I'm so excited to find out the feature names on it because, like, as we said in the last show, I feel like not enough people were making a no- making enough noise about the fact that Little Uzi Vert was on the record.
1: You were fucking creaming your your pants.
0: I, I was doing more than creaming my pants. I was passionately creaming my pants about it because <laughs> not enough people were. It was a big Uzi. <laughs> 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 speaking of uzi actually did you see the clip of him stage diving at that festival yeah, like, over the weekend? Find it. I, I retweeted it if you go into my twitter it's up there because i can't remember what the name of the festival was but there's this am- my friends if you have any doubt that like little uzi vert like hasn't got rock blood inside of him like wait till you see the fucking Two pace suicida he does on this stage dive. Like this is unbelievable. Right. This is ridiculous as far as stage dives go. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I feel like um Jeff Hard. Jeff I was to say. The Swan, Swan Tom Bomb. Bomb. Whoa. Like that is punk rock as fuck. Good on everyone for catching him. Oh, dude, like he like he doesn't weigh anything though. Yeah, yeah, he's little he's a, little, he is a little, oozy. little oozy and then compare that to sam smith stage dive did you see that i couldn't was tell that, if that
1: was that actually sam smith i i, I couldn't like.
0: t- i couldn't tell if it was or if it wasn't or if it was you know like something that was like photoshopped or staged or something
1: also read the room read the crowd
0: yeah yeah i've had to do that on occasions like don't get me wrong regardless
1: I, of who you are and where you're stage diving you got to look at the crowd and and be like are you going to catch me
0: yeah or <laughs> don't just go like full yeah you got you in. got you got to do a little bit of like
1: if there's like seven people there and they're all like teenage girls yeah <laughs> and you're a larger person
0: yeah i mean like there's been times at face down do where you, i've been stood do on you the barrier remember
1: do you remember <laughs> uh, the um, Slam Dunk, when it was back in, just in Leeds, in I'm going to say 2010, 11 or 12. In, but this remember the band The Audition? Yep. Do you remember when he, he uh, jumped off the balcony at Slam Dunk and, like, fucked up this girl's wrist, like she broke oh. her wrist and shit. I think he's just <laughs> like... I remember the Watsky one. Well, I feel, I feel like... Do you remember it was, the Watsky it was one? one of them where everyone... Then he jumped off and then like a bunch of people moved out of the way. And then this girl was just there to like...
0: Get it the was just a, of wa- the way. a one person breaking of the <laughs> She's fall. She's like, I got you. I don't got you. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember the Watsky one? No. So there was the Vans Warped Tour UK yeah. at Alexandria Palace. I think it was year two of them doing it. You know... Uh, I was there actually. You know, they had the... They did the side... The, the stage split. So it was like a left and a right yeah, main yeah. stage. Watsky climbs up the rigging to the lighting rig bit and was up there. And I think he was like free hanging and swinging and basically like swung himself into the crowd and like same story as your man yeah. from the automatic, like lands on, I think it was, a I think it was a girl and like breaks ribs and like, like apologies and lawsuits. It's just, are um,
1: simple mathematics. If you're going to jump from a large, from a, a large a tall height it's gonna you're gonna need the surface area of, of hands needs to be larger.
0: There's gotta be a ratio.
1: Because the impact to
0: <laughs> I'm trying to think of the display you've got to displace your weight it's like plus when you, um, the velocity in which you're moving. It's
1: like why why people wear snow boots, snowshoes because it spreads the weight across so mm. it's so you don't sink in. That makes sense. So if you spread the weight over lots of people, lots yeah. of people getting a little bit of impact, whereas if you land on one person from that, so they're getting fucked up.
0: Yeah, it's all on them. And I mean, like, yeah, when I've been DJing face down a couple of times, like, I like to stand on the bar and assess the situation as to whether I can crowd surf or not. And there's been a couple of times where I've been like, if I crowd surf now, I'm going to eat shit.
1: Especially now you're fucking
0: bulked up, aren't you? Uh, yeah exactly it's like they ain't like, catching the, you like the last thing i want to be doing is lobbing like 96 kg at one person
1: like if i was in the crowd and i saw you launching yourself towards me i'm out of there <laughs> <laughs> cheers bro
0: i'm glad you, i'm glad you got my back <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh sorry i'll give you a hand up but turning our attention to the chat, what's up? Lamb saying you remember the Watsky situation. Doctor Scott saying didn't the fans do every time I die for breaking her neck and something similar? I'm not too sure, but those boys are usually very careful with what they do. Yeah, I. I can't speak of
1: yeah. I'm not not familiar not sure
0: but shout out to everyone who's watching right now thank you ever so much for joining us my friends Lucas from Holding Absence will be live on this show in less than five minutes time if you've got any questions make sure you're ready to drop those in the chat as we'll try our best to work through as many of those as possible for Lucas joining us as I said in about five minutes time to talk about the band's brand new song Honeymoon which we reacted to earlier in the show and if you missed that Reaction. You'll be able to watch this full episode over on our YouTube channel once it's finished. But if we cast our mind forward to Thursday, yeah our Thursday show this week will revolve around Two Thousand Trees Festival. We will be previewing. We'll
1: be previewing all the types of trees.
0: Yep. What's your favorite type of tree? We've done this. Before. We have.
1: <laughs> this is an. I old think bit. I said the uh, great oak. Yeah. The mighty oak.
0: I went for christmas didn't i
1: yeah pine tree in it pine tree um what's your favorite type of tree put it in the chat yeah let us know (laughs) but But also what's your favorite 2000 trees festival because this is the lineup for this year which also features friends of the show friends of the show and i believe on the thursday
0: holding absence of lane let's fucking go are they (laughs) are they playing this year because they played last year, didn't they? No, oh, there no,
1: they we are. Go, here we yeah, go. On the th- Wednesday. So they op- So again, this is a thing that Trees do, is every year on the, the day before the festival properly opens, they get bands that have played the previous year to come. So they only have like one stage open, I think, on like the Wednesday. So then all these bands that are playing on the Wednesday played last year.
0: Oh, let's go. So Bob Villain, Holding Absence.
1: Also... I might have to come down on the Wednesday because... Oh, it's Presto Mico's last ever show, isn't Pest- it? Boys, our boys, Presto Mico, last ever show. Just sad. But also, <laughs> uh, Luke and Jake are launching their new band, Unpeople. Unpeople. On, uh, at the festival, I believe. Yeah, on the Thursday.
0: That's awesome. That is awesome. And we will be previewing this entire lineup on Thursday's show, my friends. So if you're going to Two Thousand Trees Festival this year, especially if you're a holding Absence Founding and you're joining us right now, come join us on Thursday where we will take you through every single band that you need to check out. And we'll even try and get someone from Two Thousand Trees Festival on the show if we can. Yeah. Try and get a tree on the show. <laughs> a sentient tree, like in Lord of the Rings bro Groot was right there
1: yeah but uh, to me i guess you're the marvel i am a marvel guy but lord of the rings the trees are very well known also yeah or oh, we we'll are trying to get Groot on the show who's then. the most
0: famous sentient we'll tree get,
1: we'll try and get vin diesel <laughs> on the show to talk about 2000 trees festival but he all he says is i am Groot
0: so <laughs> it's gonna be a really uh a thrilling interview
1: yeah so don't miss that
0: yeah i'd love to get good old vin <laughs> diesel on the show since you've been Imagine,
1: I, i'm just imagining like trying to pitch it to like whoever <laughs> does the, their agent right we've got this uh rock this daily like a weekly alternative rock show we want vin diesel on to play his character of groot so he can talk about two thousand dreams Festival, <laughs> a little festival in the cotswolds of england i'm sure he's been i'm sure he's been <laughs> <laughs> all we want him to
0: say is I am Group. Oh my god. Yeah, I would be up for that. I have I've not got any doubt in my mind Vin has got all of the time in the world on his hands in between making Fast and Furious movies.
1: Tell you what, Triple X, remember those films? Yes. The soundtrack to that, to the first one, was bloody great. Oh let's fucking go. And speaking about speaking of speaking great we have a special guest joining great.
0: us. Great. <laughs> we do indeed, my friends. So joining us on the John Mohan show right now is the lead singer of a band who are going to be giving us a brand new album called The Noble Art of Self-Destruction out on August 25th. A man whose voice is almost as beautiful as his face. Show a lot of love and appreciation for Lucas from Holding
2: <laughs> Out yes.
1: Hello. Uh, you are a, a
0: sideways there, there. We there we go, go. <laughs> let's go ah.
3: sorry hi guys how are you today
0: all good. the better for seeing you bro how are you doing
3: good yeah we're uh, we're home at the moment and uh enjoying being normal so uh, i'm having a, i'm having a different time right now but i'm having a blast you know so.
1: it must feel weird being home because you, you've been away a lot haven't you in the past yeah year or so. yeah
3: yeah it's it's um it's kind of very odd actually like trying to just come to grips with routine and, and i don't know like what do i like to cook for myself anymore i can't even remember you know what i mean so it's just like yeah it's been it's been fun but but at the same time in, in a lame way it's been i've enjoyed the boring things i would normally have hated if that makes sense because it's nice to have them back i guess you know
0: hell yeah and i mean like take us through like the last couple of months of being in holding absence like exactly how much has been going on not just with your touring schedule but with the lead up to a brand new album happening simultaneously as well what's it all been like
3: Yeah, it's, it has it has been a hundred miles an hour to be honest you know and like like you said it's not just the touring cycle it's it's everything else and you know when you think about an album it's not just writing the music and recording the music Is coming up with the artwork, you know, even like dumb stuff, like, you know, even like visualizers, you know, we spent a lot of time thinking about how we could make visualizer videos or, or like what the booklet of our vinyl would look like. And trying to sandwich that amongst touring is is kind of insane, to be honest, because, you know, you, you spend being on tour, I, I kind of think a lot like being on tour is very similar to like when you're young and you go for a sleepover with your friends, yeah. and then the next day you're like, just completely just wiped you know but it's it's like that every day for months and months you know um so so yeah it, it is it is kind of weird going from that primal lifestyle and then having to look at your phone and be like all right answer the emails come up with creative stuff blah blah blah, blah, blah. it yeah it can be crazy but um just to answer your question really though this year we uh, we did two weeks around in the UK. We did a, like a B-Town kind of headline tour with Void of Vision. That was awesome. Sick. And then we went straight to Europe with Electric Call cool which was very interesting and really fun. Um, and then we went straight to America from there and did a tour with The Plot in You and got home um i think it was mid-may i think and then we did slam dunk and now we're home until september so that's our our calendar at the moment yeah
0: hell yeah because i crossed paths with you very very briefly at the heavy music awards and like considering how much you've been through by the sounds of things like not sleeping in your own bed and like lots of long drives like you looked very very fresh at the heavy music awards (laughs)
3: thank you man i didn't feel uh, it he always looks
0: great
1: Yeah, you, I was gonna say because I, I saw you at Two Thousand Trees last year, yeah. and I think you were yeah. there for the whole weekend. But you'd literally come off like a mad, mad touring cycle. But I was like, you, you look fresh as, fresh as a daisy.
3: Thank you, man. Yeah, well, I think um, I, I to be honest, Two Thousand Trees. When I saw you, you were lucky you caught me. I think perhaps the first day of our kind of stint because last year's Two Thousand Trees we. We actually stayed as a band and we camped yeah. for like four days, you know, and because Thrice were playing and uh, yeah. Style and um, who else? Uh, Idols, who are our drummer's favorite band. So, so yeah. So, yeah, if you did the interview with me on the fourth day, <laughs> it definitely didn't look like that. Oh yeah, for <laughs> the whole weekend.
1: I mean, I'm sort of like that. I try and schedule my interviews for the f- like the first day, so I'm like fresh.
3: Yeah, I don't <laughs> by know, the end
1: of the cycle you've been up to
3: yeah <laughs> well what day is it today is monday today right that's why i got this interview locked in i i grizzle down as the days go by so if this was a friday interview i look like shit. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: well i mean let's talk about some of the shows that you've been playing in the lead up to this new record as you said european run with electric cowboy us run as well like what is it like as a band having to transition from not just one tour to another but one continent to another in such close proximity
3: yeah man that's a great question because it is I don't think I realized for a long time, how many hats you have to wear as a band. Like at the end of the day, you know, you, you are your band and you play your songs. So you kind of curate um, an atmosphere and a, an energy at your show generally, but like, God, the band that we were playing with the plot in you versus the band that we were playing with electric Cowboy was so different. And yeah. I think, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a good thing. And I'm proud of us, but you know, it's, it's almost like trying to be a chameleon in a way you know like trying to get the cloud the crowd to to clap and do like whatever for the electric cowboy shows because you know we were aware that very few people would be there ready to feel the fields you know yeah, what I mean? and then and then you know have it and then doing the plot tour and being like all right we're with our kind of ilk let's cater to that let's do more emotional moments and and even then that could that can kind of translate to um you know if we're we're the lightest band on some tours we're the heaviest band on other tours so sometimes we'll put heavier songs in the set to match them sometimes we'll put like you know what i mean so it's constantly every tour is different in a weird way i guess
2: hell yeah and the
1: electric cowboy was arenas wasn't it for a lot of it
3: well yeah even that in itself you know you're playing um you know we played a show in uh i think it was like Grand Junction, um, Denver or wherever, you know, like some random place in the middle of nowhere America. And like, you know, I remember looking out and being like, this is kind of a community hall, I guess, you know? (laughs) But then, you know, a month previous, we, yeah, we we played like, I think three of the shows on that Callboy tour were like tenth, well, Wembley size, you know, and like, just trying to even even something as stupid as like how do I make it not look like I'm absolutely lost on this stage? <laughs> it, you know, because it's like the, you, you don't really think about it, but you are like sometimes you're like half a mile away from your bandmates, you know? It's it like, yeah, it feels one like, point like a long I was way. like running to stand near Scott. Like it is just like
1: I always it's think a we, weird thing. It's like crowd space as well. It's like some sometimes you see venues and the crowd are so far away from the stage, it must be like
3: it's so weird trying to interact with them
1: when they're like the barriers like all the way over there
3: yeah for sure like i was lucky. i am lucky as a vocalist that i kind of have the free you know the freedom of movement i guess but like you know i've kind of got like a walkway at the front but i always i'd always look back at ben and scott and you know if my walkway is there they're like up the back i guess and they can't really go any further forward so that crowd has a gap of you know however many probably like 15 20 meters or something and it's like yeah you're right so but you know, it's, it's all part of the learning experience. And that was the first time we'd done a tour of that caliber. So, you know, I, I, I think everything in life, you obviously get better as you go along. And, and I'm grateful that not many people paid attention to me as a musician for the first five plus years of my life because I improved without anybody watching almost. And there's a really odd situation because when it comes to how do you become an arena band people have to watch you if you're going to play arenas because there's always got to be people there yeah that's... but like how do you get better and practice you know and i, and I know for a fact as great as that call by tour was next time if Touchwood we ever get the opportunity to do arenas again we will be better having done those call by tours and practiced you know that's so, awesome yeah. man
1: i guess you can't really practice without doing yeah that. no that's what i mean that's what defense. i mean so,
3: and, and i think that's kind of why it was a good tour for us in a weird way because. If it was a Bring Me the Horizon tour, I, I would worry maybe that we'd turn people who could have been fans of ours off us by not being experienced enough. Whereas with the callboy mm-hmm. tour, it was almost a bit like some of these people we won't win over, you know? That's just a fact, which is fine, you know? So, yeah.
1: Damn. Well, Do you well, not I mean, you know think about just remixing some of the songs, get some dirty simps in there? <laughs> yeah. <Well, you're laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the
1: Afterlife. Afterlife. <laughs>
0: Hey, I'm indeed like on that note your pipes would lend themselves perfectly to dance music if that was ever something that you wanted to experiment with or looking at getting some remixes done of holding abs and stuff because like I'd love to hear like your voice over a 128 beat and some synthesizers
3: thank you man and I think that's actually an interesting point you know I'm not sure if we've ever looked into it I'm not, sure, you know, I, I don't know, but like, you know, I know recently in the last year, Spirit Box and Devil's Prada and who else? Was it Northlane or an Australian band? Or yep. a Point of Vision band? Yeah. You know, the, the, the whole, I think it's because people are realizing that a drop and a breakdown. Same thing. The same yeah. thing. It's the exact same <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, dude, on the note of something that you just mentioned, which was your development period as a vocalist, there was something that I really wanted to ask you, which was could the Lucas in 2017, who sung permanent, sing afterlife in the same way that you did in 2021? Like especially like some of the higher parts, or did it take those four years for that false fold distortion to develop to the synonymous sound now associated with your voice?
3: Yeah, I think it's interesting because I listen back to video. I, I gotta be honest. Sometimes I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm a narcissist or if it's like Actually, uh, you know, I watch videos back to see how I can improve, you know what I mean? And like every now and then I'll come across a live video from back in the day. And, you know, I'm really proud of how far I I believe I've come as a vocalist. You know, it's like um, because, yeah, back in in 2017, it was like I I would I couldn't even sing the songs we did then, let alone the songs we've written now, you know. Um, But then at the same time, I mean, dude, you know, first time playing Afterlife uh you know i was not ready for how hard that song is live you know and i'm better at it now but you know once again back to the constantly improving constantly practicing kind of thing we're fortunate we get to play so many shows because it means that every time somebody watches holding absence i believe we're a step above the last tour we did you know
1: that's awesome yeah to bring it to now i was we we listened to uh honeymoon before on the show and it is probably one of my favorite vocal performances you've you've had. It's like thank you. Just the the range of like soft and like uh, the bits where you go you transition to your falsetto is just so seamless and perfect. perfect. I was like, this is literally my favorite, one of my favorite holding absence songs, and one of my favorite vocal performances you've done.
3: Thank you so much. Yeah, because you know, I think an interesting thing about the noble art as an album is like we we said to ourselves we kind of viewed this as the third in the trilogy and, and we've spoken quite a lot about that. But like, I wanted to make sure that we almost tried everything we could in the sandbox before maybe leaving it, you know? Hell yeah. and, I, and I think Honeymoon, I mean, hell, you know, Honeymoon might be what the next sandbox looks like. Perhaps we become like a more dreamy shoegaze pop band. I, I don't know, you know, we're so far away from album four right now, but, but I think, yeah, it, for me it was, how have I not pushed myself before? and that is the first you could argue that's the first course i've ever written that wasn't in- incredibly hard to sing but beautiful in a different way yeah. um and like you said those verses you know the falsetto and the bit the the weird like soaring kind of weird thing that you know the midsection is, is super euphoric but like that's gonna take a lot of uh there'll be a few days on tour i definitely <laughs> We
0: won't be able, to pull <laughs> I don't think. So. Well I mean speaking of the reaction to the song, we did a reaction to it earlier to kick this show off. And there's a guy in the chat called Aaron Stickle who said instantly top three favorite holding absence song. And it's like this cool. this tune's been out for days and people are already saying it's like top three best of your entire career. I mean like across the board, what has the feedback been like? I've seen people online already saying first dance at weddings like
3: yeah, crazy, yeah 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 the, <laughs> the uh the feedback has been really really special and i to be honest you know it's uh being in a band you know and making things often and then trying to gauge reception and stuff you know i think I'm trying to think of a good example but like um for example like kate bush right you know um who you could argue her popular song most popular songs were like Babushka or um, you know cloud busting or whatever but like running up that hill is now perceived as definitely one of her best songs, probably because you know over time it's had time to cook and you know i don't get me wrong that's like a 30 year gap so i'm aware of that but you know i think songs like wilt and in circles from our back catalog they've aged better than other songs and I, i almost already feel like honeymoon is going to age really nicely um so that's a cool thing it's more about what people say than how many people are saying it yeah, you know, because I'd rather have a hundred people say, "Wow, this is beautiful." I'm gonna have this played at my wedding than a thousand people say, "Like, cool song, dude." Right? You know what I mean? And then, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. You know, so, so, yeah. It, there is a definite, interesting kind of aspect to that gauging response, I guess. And also, you know, I mean, you'll speak to artists who say, "I never read the comments on my YouTube." Blah 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 blah. You know, and and I understand that, but then at the same time, I think for me, it's very much a case of trying to understand. What people perceive us to be good at, as well as what we perceive ourselves to be good at. And one, one last thing I'd say about honeymoon actually is, is um, I wrote that song with with just an acoustic guitar, and that had ne- that had never been done before in the whole Maps oh, really? discography. Damn. It had always started on a computer, and I think you know, for me, especially that little hammer on the, um, blum, 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 you know, it feels so like infantile. And I think it had to come from a place of naivety, almost. And, you know, maybe that has inspired me as a songwriter to sit down with an acoustic guitar more often for album four, you know? So, uh, yeah,
1: that intro sort of reminded me a bit musically of like Smashing Pumpkins, old sort of 90s Smashing Pumpkins vibe.
3: Yeah, dude. Well, I, I the, the thing I'd said to myself for, for Honeymoon was my, one of my favorite bands of all time is the Pixies. Yeah. And Where Is My Mind is like their kind of seminal hit. And you know, the just the way it kind of comes in with that acoustic and then the yeah. like that I that was kind of what I told myself. I said, Let's write where is my mind, but if if Deftones wrote it, you know? <sighs> and um and it's it's interesting, because yeah, Smashing Pumpkins has definitely almost become part of that palette as well. Um, which is great because those are all bands that are way cooler than ours. <laughs> so uh so I'll definitely take the the, the uh, similarities. <laughs>
0: I don't know, man, like Billy Corgan now seems more interested in professional wrestling than he does with I know. Like, writing Smashing Pumpkins. I think I'm like,
3: uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got I the
0: hot rod top on as
3: well. Let's <laughs> fucking go.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: right. Now he's speaking but, um, Jones, John's
1: language. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you know, you're right. And I think that's funny, though, is like, you know, that's just an interesting thing that I like to observe as a consumer and a lover of music is like, you know, when will I... Lose touch with music and and become more in touch with wrestling or like, you know what I mean? Like as much as I love Billy Corgan, you know, he's definitely even Deftones. I love Deftones, but you know, their last two albums maybe haven't been as in touch. And and that is something. And I think that's a a thing I often think to myself, like, when will I have written Magnum Opus album? And when am I on the way down? (laughs) Hopefully not anytime soon.
1: I think it's a different, I was thinking about this the other day. There's like, there's bands that I like, but then certain songs are just, they to me, they belong in like a certain era or a certain time and part of my life. Whereas like some bands write songs that I could still listen to today. I guess yeah. they're like timeless songs. Whereas some songs are like, I like that, but it reminds me of being this age or being in a certain place. I think it's yeah. those ones that, the songs that last are the ones that don't have a time <laughs> like attached to them, I guess. And if you For felt... Sure. Or- Sorry, carry on, bro. No,
3: you go, you go. I
0: was going to say, have you felt that with like holding absence songs like over time, like as you look back on, you know, like some of like the earlier songs that you were putting out in like 2017, 2018, like with your development, not just like vocally, but as a band as well, you said finding your feet, finding your sound. Do you feel like there are certain songs that like either you wish you could go back and do differently or maybe future down the line, like could take on a new life depending on where holding absence goes?
3: a good point yeah i think we've had quite um and i, I gotta be honest i'm very, very proud of this i think if you looked at our band's success on a on a on a graph you know i really think we've had a very steady rise you know and, yeah. and there's a lot of bands in the scene that will peak and then will kind of struggle or will come back up or whatever you know but i think for us it's like our growth has been very very healthy and steady um but at the same time i you know i believe pretty much every song we ever put out was the most important song at the time, you know? So for example, songs like Permanent Dream of Me, Penance, those first three songs were so vital to our band. And, you know, but then at the same time, we've grown, almost grown out of those songs. You know, we played we played Dream of Me on the tour in, in January and um, broke my heart because nobody knew it, you know? And mm. I was like, people keep asking us to play this song. And we played it, and nobody knows it. And I'm a bit like, that's tough. Then because it's like ultimately, you know, most of the crowd aren't there for those songs. They yeah. Cheer for the new songs, and and it's kind of like respecting the the music you obviously spent lots of time writing, but also used to climb the ladder, I guess. But then at the same time, respecting the fact that you know maybe those songs don't hold up against. More, more recent stuff and, and almost trying to, I don't know, trying to leave the past where it is, but at the same time, respecting it for what it is, you know, and and just today somebody um, tagged me in like, um, in a, a tattoo of my handwriting saying, I deserve to be happy now, which is a penance lyric, you know, and it, it never gets lost on me. But the thing that really sticks with me for, with that song, for example, is like, that was the first kind of song that I wrote for Holding Absence. So those lyrics were written when i had no prospect really do you get I me mean? like yeah. now i'm like i'm in a band and i'm in a vessel and we're moving towards something whereas like those lyrics were like my friend has just sent me a song to write over what am i gonna do you know what i mean and so for that to have resonated with anyone despite having absolutely no prospect almost that is really special to me at the same time so yes yeah, it's, it's kind of trying to figure where it all fits in i guess you know
0: well, in fact, actually, what you were just talking about ties in perfectly to a question that we've had someone sending in the chat is watching right now. Dr. Scott says that he was going to ask if you felt pressure writing the new album, given the success and the brilliance that you've had so far. Like, did you feel like the the demand for holding Absence you're in the studio because you've set such a high standard with your music already?
3: I think... Thank, thank you. By the way, <laughs> um, that means a lot. But yeah, I think for us it was like, you know, I think, I think a very important thing to remember is when we released the self-titled album, we had a lot of lineup changes and we'd had lots of lots of issues with the production to the point where I can't even really listen back to our debut anymore. I struggle. Really? as a creator yeah it's, to be honest I, I nearly tweeted about it the other day but i i think i struggle because it, it reminds me of a very almost traumatic time in my life you know because oh, yeah. there was a lot going on and 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 the pressure of signing to a label and all this you know so uh, the person i was when writing that album and when recording it is very different from the person i am now but the point i'm getting at is the greatest mistake of my life was written with complete liberty and with just freedom and excitement you know what i mean there wasn't any pressure because i in my eyes the, the self-help had flopped you know what i mean so i was just like let's just write the best music we can and and i think i really clung onto that mentality for for the noble art because i remember thinking if i let the pressure get to me now maybe i'll i'll fumble this you know what i mean but everybody loves the band where it's at everybody's loved the stuff that we put out recently and i still think we've got more to give hell yeah so let's just let's just be rather than try if that makes sense you know kind of like
1: the opposite of most bands most bands are like oh, uh, well, the, the, tricky, yeah, yeah. The, the tricky second album when they're like
3: oh, well but... people always say about the sophomore, sophomore slump and, and, yeah. and i gotta be honest yeah we're, i think uh, that was that was th- like
1: that was the album that
0: catapulted you to the next level i think so
3: very much so yeah yeah
0: and speaking of new albums you've got a brand new album coming out on august 25th called the noble art of self destruction where where did this album begin like where was the starting point the first conversations the inception of this record
3: oh great question yeah so um this album is very conceptually rich you know i spent a lot i will say you know when we were writing the, the greatest mistake um it's funny, I, I vividly, vividly remember we were writing The Greatest Mistake of My Life, like towards the end of 2019. And, you know, me and Scott were working part time in jobs and we were touring part time, you know, and trying to, trying to find where we could fit almost. And that gave me a lot of time to think, and but a lot of time to write at the same time. Whereas with The Noble Art, it was like we're a full time touring band now. And this album was written, you know, we, we toured for three months and we came home and we essentially forced ourselves to do 5 day weeks at the office and like go on writing retreats with just the band and and just really try and essentially get the good stuff out I guess while we had time home so. but obviously for me as a lyricist there is no moment that I'm not thinking right so this album was almost like premeditated because I couldn't write music, if that makes sense, because we were on the road so much. But but yeah, the the kind of, the inception for this album really was um, discovering kintsugi, which is the Japanese art form of uh, mending things with gold. And I don't know if you guys know about this, This it's super interesting, but the idea is that, you know, if you were to smash a plate and if you infuse the glue with gold, you could obviously see that the the plate was broken but now it's got gold in it. Like, do you get what I mean? It's almost like saying our scars have like value, you know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And when I when I when I kind of peered that, I was like, dude, you know. And I will say, it's it's not, um, it, you know, it's a famous kind of um, ideology. You know, they use it in therapy. It's it's a very common kind of idea um but then for me i was um i kind of got into art which is like really random but like you know okay. i spent a lot of time thinking about art and and just studying up a bit and and there was one day where i was i was looking up about um i watched a, a youtube video about um michelangelo's david and um one of the the quote was uh the um it was an angel in the marble and i had to set it free um and i remember being like nice. Woof man that's so profound and that's one of the lyrics on the new album the angel in the marble is kind of comparing us as blocks of marble and we almost have like you have the freedom to turn a block of marble into anything do you get what i mean it could be ugly it could be beautiful but it's our choice what we make of ourselves essentially um and sorry i'm going on a bit of a tangent but basically keep going going, like this is gold (laughs) the moment it all clicked for me was when i realized that for a plate you know a kintsugi plate and to become worth more is the moment that it breaks and the moment that a a marble bust becomes something is also the moment that it breaks you know like essentially destruction is creation and i think once i figured that out and i thought about you know I'm, i'm very open about the fact that a lot of the things I've gone through as a person, I'm so grateful for because I've learned from. Like I, like I said, even just playing shows, having traumatic shows. You know, I, I wouldn't change any of it for the world. You know, and I, I think, yeah, once we got that idea in our head of this basically art through destruction, and then applied the metaphor to us as people, just it was just on the house. Then you know what I mean, so.
0: Well, dude, that firstly, that is such a fucking amazing concept to build an album out of. Like, the way in which that allows you access to so many different themes and metaphors and visualizations. And yeah. now, obviously, the last music video makes way more sense with... Yeah, and the like, album artwork yeah, is basically like, what you were just yeah. talking about. Yeah, and was... I, I keep meaning to ask you, in that last music video, you know the rock that was like a central theme throughout it? Is that is that now like basically a bit of marble that you're referencing that is like the sort of raw form.
3: Do you mean, do you mean the honeymoon video or do you mean in the uh,
0: Thorn one? Crooked Melody. The crooked, the crooked Melody one. Oh, sorry. Crooked yeah. Melody. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. So Crooked Melody is um, the the stone itself obviously is like kind of in the background and then throughout the video it kind of slowly decays i guess and and breaks you know um so that it was a very like on the nose reference to the 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 marble bust i guess you know but um in in false dawn you know you've got we've literally got a kintsugi 3d render of a michelangelo sculpture and um and even like on the visualizer for honeymoon now and the visualizers going forwards it's like we we had every every um song had kind of like uh, a talisman or like a symbol I guess so a moon for example or a pair of scissors or whatever um and we just basically just dripped gold on them you know as if like essentially you we're just covering these things but they're becoming more valuable you know You're, yeah so trying to trying to just constantly push that and back to I guess the other thing as well for me which is super vivid with this album is is the um is the white, blue, and gold, which is referencing the Kintsugi China plate, but like all of our visuals, all of our clothes, everything is like white, blue, and gold. And I think Sick. I think we did a really good job of painting a universe out of it. You know,
1: I like that you do that with. It's, it seems like every album has its own it's like color scheme. Like the first album was obviously black and white, and then,
3: yeah. and then the second so, one was just rich. Yeah, it was just like, more yeah, vibrant, yeah, you're right. wasn't it? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I like it when bands do that.
3: And I think for me, it's just like. I don't know. It's, it's almost like if you were an actor, stay in character when you went for lunch or, or would you not, you know what I mean? And it's not, there's no right Nothing. or wrong answer. Um, maybe I wouldn't stay in character going for lunch actually, but in between takes, I don't know, you gotta think like <laughs> the more you commit to something, the easier it is to be embraced by it, I, I suppose, you
0: know? Hell yeah. And there are so many questions pouring in through our chat right now for you because, like, by the sounds of it, there's a lot of holding absence fans that are so eager and itching to just get more information on this record. And Maxi's just gotten in touch saying, Are there any, are there any features on the brand new
3: album?
0: Or is it Topsy? No. No. Okay. No. No. Nothing. And no. that's, that's um, not even a no with a wink
3: no this right. is a no <laughs> i'm trying to even think if there is any but no 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 no, it's something we've we've um spoken a lot about and obviously we've had my sister featured on die alone in your lover's arms as a guest vocalist we obviously had Lockie from alpha wolf on the last one but i kind of like the idea that you know because the feature of my sister on the greatest mistake it didn't say like yeah. her name it, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't like a big oh we got a feature and and back to the trilogy thing i remember thinking maybe I don't know. If you looked at the trilogy in fall, it kind of is cool that it doesn't say featuring anyone anywhere. Yeah, makes sense. So yeah,
0: it's like a little hidden Easter egg. Mm. I love that. And speaking of features, we would be kicking ourselves if we didn't pull you up on a tweet that you put out out the other day. Okay. (laughs) So to quote yourself, that you have. Worked alongside Vessel from Sleep Token, but that collaboration will never see the light of day.
3: Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so basically, I'm not baiting by the way, this is completely true. I, I gotta be honest, I, I didn't realize how much of a steroid cause when I tweeted it because it's got like an insane view count on it. It's because um, Sleep hey. Token have <laughs> but, the,
1: like the biggest stand in the world right yeah, now. Yeah, so, I know, I like,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess he's baiting away, but um, but yeah, basically, just to just to put it to bed, uh, during the pandemic, myself and Vessel just chatted. and, and we've been friends. Um, the second ever Sleep Token show was supporting us and Loathe, oh, so Damn. uh, you know, really from the inception, Sleep Token have, have kind of we've been there and they've been there, you know. So, um, we you know we share the same manager and stuff, so there's there's lots of through threads, but um, yeah, we we did a collab on a song, but, um. I, I, the less I say, the less annoying it'll be over the years to to, to knock it away. But uh, yeah, we did a collab and um, it was very much like first takes, you know what I mean? And just bouncing back and forth um, and nothing ended up coming of it. But um, it was really good. Yeah, and, uh, I, don't, really- I don't
0: doubt that for a second to have been a fly on the wall <laughs> in that studio. Two of the most beautiful voices in modern music sitting down and fucking around for a little bit. Are you kidding
3: me? Thank you. I I'm grateful to be put up there with with him, you know. But uh, I will say though, you know, it was very much a, a computer. You know, you sent me a yeah, demo. Yeah, I'll send you yeah. You a said it was back,
1: over lockdown, wasn't it? Thing.
3: So, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Exactly right. You know, but I mean, I, more than anything, I'm being quite stern about it because I know Sleep Tokens' secrecy is so important, yeah, you know, and course. they're good friends of ours. And I feel I actually feel bad even mentioning it because I I hate the thought of it looking like I'm baiting some like traffic or whatever um but sadly i I really don't think they would ever want it out there and i don't think we would either because it's just a bit random but it was great and it exists and uh (laughs) I think it's only on my computer. So, so. there's just
0: you and Vessel yeah. sat there with something that there inevitably would be millions of people around the world. There's some some studying <laughs> hacking right now. There's some some emo <laughs> hacker right now just trying to get into your, yeah, get your yeah, IP yeah, address. No,
1: <laughs> well, I
0: mean, speaking of being on the the same management sleep token, one thing that I did want to ask you is the fact that obviously there is a Wembley date that has sold out that needs a needs a support band and. I mean i can't i can't imagine a better support band to warm up for sleep token at wembley than you guys
3: i think um it's interesting because i respect sleep token so much i wouldn't even offer if that makes sense because yeah. i know that they are so just in control and, and i would and i know for a fact i mean part of me likes to think that they won't even they won't even like um
0: have a support. Have a support. I, I, I think that'd be that. hard
3: as fuck. Yeah. Also, can I just <laughs> say, I man, I'm so shocked that didn't turn up at the heavy music awards and like in some way announce this Wembley show. That would have been so the night before or the week before ever they won an award at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I was, and they announced the show. I like, was like, just I... turn up mask. I don't know, hold up a date and leave. Yeah, oh, I was yeah, over, just like yeah. even
0: like if you want to pro wrestling it like have it on the visualizer on the LED screens at the yeah, back just yeah. like Arms in the air Undertaker style just have like
1: <laughs> a Fake voice
3: uh, like, Church bells bonging in the background
0: <laughs> <laughs> Even do like the lightning bolt down to the stage yeah. and he like disappears
3: <laughs> oh, He just, run, yeah, he just I, runs I, um, out the back <laughs> uh, I can confirm that uh, yeah, we, we probably definitely won't be on that, but it would be great But I also think back to it as well you know, like I said about Electric Cowboy, some bands' fan bases are just so theirs that, you know, you know, I think it'd be hard to support a band like Sleep Token anyway, you know, because no, I mean, nobody, nobody's turned up for anything other than
0: worship you know i mean you like uh, as i said if it was to be any band like to go alongside like musically what you get from a sleep token performance after seeing you guys live like the fit on that bill would be perfect because i mean like if you're going to expect a headliner with a beautiful voice kind of on the support band to have a singer with a beautiful voice as well so you tick every box necessary to support sleep token
3: thank you i appreciate that i think i think we're closer than I am, I think we get credit for almost sometimes. Cause like, you know, when I listen to their, their music, sometimes I'm like, <clears throat> you know, these are demos that I send sometimes, you know, but it's like, I think it's just the spaces we operate in are, are almost different. Even if we do them almost kind of similarly, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, but um, good for them though. No legends. And it's so cool that a band that didn't need any sort of persona blew up it, from the UK as well. You know, you talk about the Holy Trinity of metalcore you've got now you've got bad omens spirit box and 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 a british band you know so which is
0: cool as hell yeah yeah. and we won't keep you much longer bro because we've we've had a lot of your time this evening we're very very grateful for it but one thing we did just want to pass on is a a couple of compliments from the comment section and there's someone called sinking kitchen who says sleep token are one of the few bands i absolutely love every single song from and it's hard to pick favorites And it's just all of that going on throughout the chat. I mean, like everyone who's gotten in touch is like sending like heart eyes emojis saying like, we can't wait to see you at 2000 trees. Like at this stage in holding absences career, it feels like like your fan base is just constantly evolving and growing and like continuing to snowball like record on record.
1: Ethan Ethan says Wilters Honeymoon's elder,
0: older emo cousin would you
3: agree (laughs) yeah twice and two and a half times the length is awesome
0: (laughs) but before we get out of here lucas in terms of stuff that you can say about the brand new record which is coming out on august 25th are there some songs on there that you are itching for people to hear or is the like of is there a favorite of yours that people aren't aware of for a specific reason that once they hear like you can't wait to see what they have to say about that one
3: um well, honeymoon was definitely one of them, so I'm glad that one's out there. Sick. Um, I will say the goal for this album was all killer no filler and and I believe every song is a good standalone song that was that was the goal and and I, I believe we fulfilled that. Um, me personally though, my um I think the Angel in the Marble will probably be maybe the the most emotional song in our catalog if Damn. you get what it's about almost, you know. Um, because I really, really went in on that one. And, but personally we've got a song called her wings and, uh, it is a hundred percent, just like a Mike M worship song. Like I can't believe, oh, I, like not to be controversial, but it sounds more like Mike M than any other band I think I've ever heard. Genuinely. I wish that song was, a, was another band.
0: What era of Mike M are we talking here? Cause obviously there's this, are we talking so- like early or latter Mike? M? like, is it a danger days or is it like three Cheers?
3: say oh, uh three yeah, yeah. A bit, a it's, it's got, three got tears, like a it? it's got a punk and it's got that kind of creepy semitone yeah. kind of
1: well bring me yeah, just a, so. a big <laughs> mike M chorus and lost
3: yeah yeah true yes very good point uh and the new other new song is brilliant as well so bring me out on fire at the moment
0: hell yeah as are holding absence bro lucas we cannot thank you enough for your time today my friend and if you're you watching this stream my friends honeymoon is out now the noble Art of self-destruction drops on august 25th 2000 trees festival i do believe will be the next time that we get to see you two performances over the weekend wednesday and the sunday well that's saturday saturday's no, the last day yeah so Wednesday. so just saturday. before
3: we go we're playing pretty much two entirely different sets. That oh, we amazing. So, oh, sick. Uh, a lot of music. Yeah. Holy shit.
0: Let's go. Well, that is a USP to go and see Holding Absence in and of itself. But Lucas, my friend, thank you ever so much for your time. And best of luck with the release of the brand new album, my friend. Show a lot of love and appreciation for
3: Lucas from Holding Absence. <laughs> thank Lucas. you very much for having me. No, thank you,
0: day, bro. Mate. We really do appreciate it, man. Thank you, dude. Bye. Take care, man. Bye. That was Lucas. Oh. Well bloody what a fucking geezer like that was amazing that was amazing and my friends thank you ever so much for joining in on the chat as well i love the calls immediately from people being like
3: leak it leak it
0: <laughs> just imagine the, the beauty of that unheard bro demo bro the harmonies <laughs> on that song that are never gonna see the light of day yeah oh that breaks my heart. Well, thank you ever so much for watching today, my friends. We genuinely can't thank you enough. We stream live every single Monday and Thursday. We endeavor to have heroes of the scene like Lucas on the show as much as possible. We can't thank him enough for his time. We can We thank did, yeah.
1: Enough. So much we didn't even ask him about. But that was a good, good chat.
0: Yeah. Didn't ask him about his
1: love for anime, manga. Didn't ask him about me and him sharing the same birthday. <laughs> oh yeah, we
0: were meant to mention that as well.
1: December 29th. December 29th. Me yeah. and Lucas. We're not on the same year. Birthday buddies. Not the same year, because I'm an old guy. But still. But still.
0: Well, we'll just have to get him back on people the show. People want to know. Well, my friends, thank you ever so much for joining. Thank you so much for watching. If you missed any of that interview with Lucas, it'll be up on this YouTube channel. And if you've just found us tonight, thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel, whack on notifications as well. As I said, we do this shit every Monday and Thursday, trying to always get the the best guests that we can possibly get. Go back,
1: watch some older ones as well. Yeah, got
0: a slam dunk special, download special, big interviews with Hot Mulligan, the May Day Parade, Rao from Shikari, Rao from Shikari Lake Malice, Janine yeah. from Pacovi. Loads. Loads. There's loads the of content on this ones. YouTube channel for you to go and check Capricorn out. Capricorn Power, yes, Maxi. Hell yeah. Love a bit of Capricorn Power because <laughs> I'm a Capricorn as well, aren't I? I think. 24th of December. Yeah, yeah,
1: you are. Yeah, let's John was born. On Christmas Day, I know, the day of Christmas Christmas Eve,
0: Eve. yeah, 24th of December. But my friends, before we get out of here, we do just want to let you know that on Thursday's show, we are going to be previewing 2000 Trees Festival, in which Lucas and Holding Absence, as we just said, will be performing on the Wednesday and on the Saturday. But on Thursday's show, we will take you through every single band that you need to see at 2000 Trees Festival this year. We'll also try and get someone from 2000 Trees Festival on, if we can, to come and talk about this year's lineup so we'll get um yeah one of the trees one of the one of the ollie is obsessed with interviewing inanimate objects
1: this is it's a new character i've developed but a guy doesn't understand that the festival is not run by sentient trees <laughs> what
0: you're telling you're me. telling
1: me how many trees
0: that there aren't two thousand trees within this vicinity yeah I'm gonna, Great character. Yeah, I'm going to get Ollie drunk and you're just going to see him walk around <laughs> trees being like, one, two, three.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll do some mushrooms. It'll be more enjoyable.
0: <laughs> then, then you won't be talking to trees. You will be having conversations with trees. Just
1: chestnut mushrooms, just just, regular d- ones. Just regular, regular, regular legal separation. ones. Don't do drugs, kids. I'll <laughs> well, do,
0: but I don't care. <laughs> well, speaking of... I know. Oh, no, no. Also, thanks, segway, Lucas, in the that chat. That segue doesn't work thanks, at man. all. Lucas is in the chat Lucas in the chat Oh Lucas Thank you so much bro Thank you so much for coming on And as we said my friends If you missed that interview Or you join late it will be up on our YouTube channel In full ASAP Yeah two thousand three Special Coming this Thursday I think that's it That's it Right then my friends All that's left for us to say Is my name's John Mahon Peace and love Stay alive
1: And I'm Ali Rao Go fuck yourself
0: (laughs) See (laughs) See you Thursday my friends Take care (laughs)
1: I always <laughs> forget to do the outro. Edit. <laughs> yeah.